Hello, hello. You're listening, well, listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM. Do you like See 
Good evening and thanks for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech tonight. Today we have the Pacific First. As you just heard the song The Poison from their album Scope. Is it an album? Is it an EP? Pacific First, first of all, can you please introduce yourselves? In the studio we have two members of Pacific First. Uh, Ian? Yeah, my name is uh, Ian, the um, guitarist uh, for Pacific Fuzz, and also uh, yeah, thinking uh, all together with uh, Steg, the captain, on uh, on all the songs and the arrangements. Hi, yeah. My name is Eric. I'm the bass player and uh, vocalist for Pacific Fuzz, and um, to answer your question, Chum, we are, uh, we are of the opinion that I, uh, Scope is an EP, because mostly of... The size of it, it's five songs, so it's not really a full-length album. And to be honest, we kind of rushed the recording a little bit. We didn't put that much time in it, so yeah, this feels like an EP. Uh, and while on the topic, can I ask, where did you record this? Uh, we recorded this at an, um, to me, very special place. Uh, it's the Musikboerderij in uh, Ronsveld, which is uh, a, m- a music school run by Sander Haagmans, who is the well who was the bass player in uh, Sungrazer a band okay. we all uh, well like yeah and who still is a very epic dude and a very nice person to work together with uh, he has all uh, all nice ideas on uh, on how to develop the sound as uh, as well yep right. yep oh, so massive shout out uh, mm. massive we are really delighted when the artists or the brand themselves are uh, present telling the story and also selecting the songs uh, and the next one you have selected for us is... Uh, Our next track is uh, called Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa, and also from the EP Scope. Yes.
you so much for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. And that was the track Tabula Rasa by the band Pacific Fuzz, who are in the studio with us tonight. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Eric, the vocalist. Hi. And Ian? Guitarist. Yeah, thanks. Thank you Hi. very much. This was the, tr- uh, the track Tabula Rasa, and the one before was The Poison. Do you want to say something about these tracks to our audience, uh, please? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think the poison was the first track we, well, one of the first tracks we wrote together, uh, me and Ian. Yeah, I think we first jammed on it, right, on um, when we were doing the Logic uh, sessions. Oh yeah, we plugged in like your uh, e piano into Logic um, and then played the guitar first at like this uh, Logic Hammond organ. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Can you please uh, uh, explain to the audience what is this Logic? Uh, organ? Oh yeah, of, of course. Um, so as soon as, I think, immediately from the beginning, right, as soon as we started um, working on tracks and developing ideas, we would um, immediately recording from the beginning. And this Logic Pro is like this um, uh, DAW where you can re- uh, record the music and uh, develop your ideas. For right. everybody who yep. doesn't know what a DAW is, it is, it is a digital audio workstation. So it's basically a recording program. Yeah. yeah. And it had some, uh, some instruments some sounds at least uh, built in, like this Hammond organ with yep. a, a buttload of distortion. And we'll, we would rehearse uh, or write and record ideas with uh, with that. Yeah. Cool. So, um, uh, well, The Poison is about... Uh, it kind of tells a story of, um, of a... Uh, well, of a driver just uh, on, a, on a desert road, just uh, with a, nothing but road ahead of him. Uh, but it's it's a bit about um, human behavior, giving in to temptations or, well, behavior that you know is bad. You shouldn't act on, but you still will. Right. Kind right, of like right, that. Right, right. Oh, definitely can. Can definitely relate to that. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. And uh, uh, what's the meaning of uh, Tabula Rasa, um, the second uh, track we played? Well, tabula rasa literally means the blank page, and it's uh, it's a common metaphor for uh, the early stages of life, because you can still become or be anybody you want. But to me, the song also is also about life and death, and uh, especially what happens after death, because I'm well, I'm not a religious person per se but i like to believe that when we die the the body decomposes and becomes part of the earth again we you know uh we become the trees we become food for uh animals and so on and we we get back into that great big circle of life beautiful beautiful uh, which, which language is this in tabula rasa i think it's latin but i'm not oh, sure really? yeah, i think latin as well okay yep. oh I, I would I, I thought it was Arabic or Spanish. I don't know. All right, but but first things first, because um, yeah, as our audience just heard, we are we are doing a tracks and talk episode with uh, Pacific Fuzz, and we just played two two absolutely fascinating tracks. Uh, what a start! I have to say, really good start uh, to a show. And uh, but talking about beginnings. Um, you, uh, Ian, you are still a student at the at the conservatorium. Yeah, currently um, uh, again a student at the conservatory. Uh, Eric and I started in the year two thousand twelve, I uh, I believe, in the music and education department of the conservatory. 
And um, I think in the second year, we used to, yeah, we started to get along and also um, discovered that we listened more or less to the same music and were interested in the um, in the same genres of music. Yep. And that's also the time when we started yeah jamming out together, right? Just exactly. Pick up two guitars and uh, see where we will uh, go. And I think that's also the start of the Pacific Fest. That's where yeah, uh, where it all began. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, as soon as we started jamming and writing uh, things, uh, we, we yeah, I think the first thing we started looking for a drummer, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Luckily, we were blessed with a class full of musicians and also a couple of great drummers. We went through a lot of drummers in the in, in the early phases. Yeah, and also for, for short periods, right? I think yeah, we exactly. worked together with a drummer for three weeks and then then it stopped and then again for uh, two months another um, person on drums. And at a certain point, we found uh, Anton. Anton mm. Mittelman. Metal big, Man. Big shout <laughs> yeah, out to the Metal Man. <laughs> Definitely. No, he, um, he really um, started off, um, of helped us uh, start starting things off, also doing gigs uh, with uh, Anton at first. Yep. And he really helped us develop our songs in the, um, in the yeah, product that uh, is more or less uh, audible by, um, by now. And um, yeah, later on, the, uh, we got an addition of Key uh, as well by uh, Wesley Karakos, who is still uh, playing uh, with us uh, nowadays. Yep. And he's, uh, yeah, he's doing all the nice atmospherical things on the organ, on the roads, uh, on the frafissa. Any yeah, specific sound that you can um, can think of, he will, uh, he will have it and uh, make sure that it's there uh, in the tracks. Yeah, he's really filling in the, well, n- not really filling in the gaps, but he's laying down that nice blanket of, like you said, as atmospheric sounds or just a really dirty Hammond organ like you just heard in uh, Tabula Rasa. And he's also uh, singing backing vocals, but... Also, uh, so are you, Ian. Yes, true. <laughs> oh, wow. And what what did you study at the conservatorium? Um, we both studied to be to become music teachers. Oh. And... Yeah, uh, I think um, after teaching for a year or two, I decided that I would um, like to teach in a conservatory level as well. Um, but before I uh, could start doing that, I need, needed to do the music uh, theory course first because music theory is really my uh, biggest point of interest. And uh, then I contacted the conservatory, what should I study? And then they mentioned, yeah, you should uh, study classical music theory as a, um, as a beginning point. And I'm currently in the fourth year, hoping, hoping to finish it this year, maybe next year. It depends a little bit on uh, how things uh, are going, but I think that uh, that has also been uh, quite an influence on the things that we're um, we're doing. Oh yeah, nowadays. definitely. Hmm. But when we first started, uh, well, hanging out and listening to music together, there were like, uh, I mean, the the obvious choices like Pink Floyd, uh, let's say Led Zeppelin, uh, Black Sabbath, The Doors, the '60s, '70s classic psychedelic heavy stuff, uh, but also more modern stuff like. Um, the Wolf, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, uh, a little mm. bit more contemporary stuff. Uh, Radiohead as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but a lot of stuff that comes to the rehearsal room uh, these days is classical yeah, based. Par- uh, part of classical uh, exactly. repertoire, but mostly um, techniques and sound-wise. I really uh, discovered the orchestra since uh, since last year. And yeah, the dynamic range of this uh, this whole bunch of people really um, yeah really inspires me, and I hope to uh, yeah to incorporate some of these elements and some ideas into uh, the Pacific Fuzz as well. Cool. Yeah, yep. we have uh, we have we have pros here tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pros going on to become profe- uh, professors or professionals. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe both. Yeah. Maybe both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Who yeah, knows? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's really good. I'm I'm really glad you're here and explaining all these details as well. 
uh, to our audience um, because, like I said, I also have no background in music. I, of course, enjoy music. And one of the things I wonder about, right, is you said you started the band around a few years ago. Yeah. And when you started the band, because I noticed on your SoundCloud, there's also another short EP called The Archives. Definitely, yeah. Yep. And uh, so our, for our audience, you can also check out uh, the, SoundCloud, the SoundCloud page of uh, Pacific Fuzz. Uh, so when you started the band, did you, did you already know that this is going to be your style of music or did you experiment with other styles? How, how does it go? Um, I think any band, any musician who starts a band is trying to, um, well, um, to make something they're comfortable with if that's a conscious choice or you're just doing what you like, which is al- always, uh, you know, a accumulation of stuff you played before, stuff you listened to before, um, maybe something even uh, stuff from your youth that you didn't even know you were actually familiar with, but it just comes out. Right. And, well, it's, uh, that was the case with, uh, with the two of us as well. And I think and then um, by jamming and by performing and by writing, uh, yes, style develops and you, you start listening to new things and you incorporate that as well into your um, mm-hmm. in your current style. But I think one of the biggest um, points that really uh, developed our style and still keeps developing is also the change of um, drummer. At a certain point, uh, Anton had, uh, unfortunately had to go back to the Philippines. And that is also the point where uh, Mace Rigelman came into the picture. Uh, he's a colleague of you, right? Uh, yeah, he's like, a colleague uh, of mine. I, uh, I actually, <laughs> that's a funny story. I, um, we were looking for a new drummer, and I asked him if he had any, you know, any good students that we could play with who are into the stuff we play. And he just looked at me and said, "And what if I'm into the stuff you play?" And well, I couldn't dream of having such an incredible drummer in our band. Wow! And um, but then he was. Massive shout out to Mace. Mace. Yes. yes. Yeah, he um, really brings new ideas to the table as well. Yeah, he studied uh, jazz music in uh, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, everything that happens on the rhythmical uh, stuff, he's always uh, putting new ideas to the table and sometimes making us do things that we weren't aware of that we could do ourselves. But yeah. Or are not comfortable with. But or are not yeah. comfortable with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, very, very nice uh, and positive spirit to have uh, inside yep. the, the group. Definitely. Cool. Oh, that is so good to know all these uh, all these juicy backgrounds about bands, you know. Like, cause when I see a band, I just see one one bit of it, you know. It's just the the tiny bit I see, just like the whole story. But also, maybe it's good to remind the audience that um, you you not only study music. I'm guessing you've been playing music for much longer than you've been studying it. I started. Um playing guitar just for myself i didn't take any lessons uh, when i was 13 wow and um well at a certain point after a couple of years i um well i noticed that some of my friends were also playing music Uh, i mean the same way i was not really too open about it and then we started playing and jamming together uh, exchanging uh, influences or just you know bands we liked and but it, that ball just kept on rolling. Cool. Yeah. And at a certain point, uh, a friend of mine said, uh, because I wanted to do something, uh, something in music, you know, as a, as a profession, but I had no idea what. And a friend of mine said, hey, you should check out music and education. So I did. And the rest is history. And here we are. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Yeah, for me, it's more or less the same story. I started out when I was 14, buying my first like um, guitar kit with amplifier and everything uh, into it. And then I noticed that a guy from my class was uh, playing drums at the at the time, and we just hang out together, listen to Black Sabbath songs, and started um, yeah uh, covering it. And at a certain point, we started writing our own music as well, um, started doing uh, some small gigs. And I think as soon as you did your first gig and you enjoyed it, you want more of this uh, of this experience. And um, yeah, from there on, I first looked into doing jazz guitar in the conservatory, but, but I had no idea that the jazz um, department was really into uh, yeah mostly jazz. So I came there, played some Iron Maiden songs, and they were like, yeah, technique is all good, but not in the style that we're looking for. Uh, but I was also interested in playing piano and doing some uh, some bass stuff. And then, yeah, one of my teachers as well mentioned, uh, maybe you should check out uh, music and education. I think that's uh, the proper place for you, and that's how I ended up there as well. Cool. And you you write all the all the songs and lyrics yourself? Yep. Well, together. Yeah, it's mostly uh, mostly, mostly yeah. together uh, the two of us. Yep. Okay. So, so one brings an idea to the table, and together we will continue on this idea. I think. Uh, yep. Mostly. All right. <laughs> Talking about talking about songs, uh, shall we play one more song and then uh, continue talking about the creative process and your EPs in the next section? Definitely. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, the next one is called Siren. Let's do it.
This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. My name is Sham doing the tech tonight and that was the track Siren from the EP Scope by the band Pacific Fuzz and Pacific Fuzz is in the studio with us tonight. Thank you so much uh, Ian and uh, Eric. Thank you Sham for having us. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about um in the the, the EP, the the EP Scope and you mentioned earlier about recording it okay do you want to say something a bit more about uh, about the song and the um and the ep we mentioned before a little bit about the recording uh it was done at the musikboerderij in grondsveld so a little shout out to Sander Haagmans. uh about the recording process it was as simple as you can imagine we uh put all the instruments in one room which isn't usually done while recording an ep uh usually everything is recorded separately to uh, minimize uh, something called bleed, which is when uh, a microphone for, let's say, uh, f- before the drum kit picks up the, um, the signal from the guitar amp or something like that. Um, just to make sure you have all control about um, creating, uh, well, the spatial uh, aspect of music. So uh, let's say uh, you put on headphones and the drums sound like they're in the center, uh, maybe guitar sounds left, get, uh, keys sound right, that kind of stuff. Um, but we put everything just in one room because that's all we had available. Um, and we laid down the instrumental tracks in a day. In a day, yeah. And mm. we spent a day on uh, vocals, backing vocals. Um, when you were paying attention, you heard some uh, some tinkling of bells in Siren. Uh, there was a rainmaker somewhere, uh, stuff like that. We had a little fun with it. Oh, I didn't know you add the you added the vocals later, but I can imagine what you mentioned about the blade. It must be it could be a pain to edit it later. Or yeah, because it's it's recorded already. Because so you can't really edit it. No. Uh, so yeah, the recording process was, um, if I may say so, simple but very very nice. I uh, felt yeah. re- very comfortable just working with Sander on the on the music. He had some good ideas. And uh, well, the vibes were good. And, yeah, especially and, uh, really relaxed atmosphere while uh, when exactly. working with uh, with Sander. As soon as something happened, he just yeah, let's do another take, and um, everything was really at uh, at ease with him. And he had some nice ideas, like the chimes that you mentioned and the um, the rain uh, maker. Uh, at a certain point, he even wanted to put in some um, some percussion on one of the um, one of the tracks. Oh yeah, do a party take. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he really uh, felt us uh, made us felt at uh, at ease while uh, doing this uh, recording, and uh, also at home. I'd yeah, say, uh, definitely. Yeah. Cool. And how long did it take you to to record this EP? We we set up for an evening. We recorded the music, uh, the all the instruments in uh, in a day. The five songs. And uh, like I said, we yeah, uh, spent a day on vocals and that percussion. And that that's it. Yeah. Yep. Wow, wow, and was put together as well in um, in a short time. Yeah, I think uh, Sander did the uh, did the mix uh, mm-hmm. at first, and uh, I think we went back one evening just to discuss some some mixing uh, things. Yeah, and then in the end, uh, he sent us uh, down the mixed tracks, and then uh, Mace uh, went at it and uh, yeah mastered them and. 
exactly. That's practically it, right? Yep. Uh, Mace also, um, that's something worth mentioning. Mace also made the, the cover art. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, a pic... Um, I'm not really sure what the picture is I of, think but... A, a picture of the, of the waterline from his boat, I believe. Uh, right. Oh. Th- maybe even through a binocular, I think. Yeah, it was something like that. But he's um, next to being a, a drum wizard. He's also a wizard in um, in all these uh, yeah visual uh, visual editing uh, uh, software. And um, he, uh, on the spot, we had a, I think a Zoom meeting or something. Yeah. And then he said, "Yeah, have a look into this." And he did all the magic on the keyboard, and then stuff happened. And uh, <laughs> in the end, uh, yeah, he made a very nice, uh, very nice. He uh, is a wizard. <laughs> he sure. definitely is. Yeah. But I think the um, the final result worked out really well, and also in, uh, in style yep. of the music that we're mm-hmm. doing. Talking about uh, EPs, uh, there is uh, there's something else lined up for the future. Yes, we have spent the last, um, let's say, half a year. Half a year, something like Ma- this. I, I think a little yep. more, but let's say half a year. Uh, we've been working on a, a second EP. Uh, the work title for now is a Lighthouse, and it's um, it's also about five songs. But it's um, it's more uh, th- through composed instead of five different songs. We have uh, little musical transitions in between. Uh, the themes of the music are more um, they have more to do with each other. So it's uh, like one long story instead of five short ones. Um, but I think about its origin and the the work title itself. Ian can tell us a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, um, I think it was the autumn break, not last year's, but the years before. I um, I went down to the Zeeland province and I just went out walking uh, late at night. And at a certain point, I was walking in the dunes and then I saw the um, lighthouse flashing uh, flashing by. And really uh, yeah, interested by it, I just um, stood there and made a, um, a little uh, movie clip of it. And uh, I started counting the thing. And at a certain point, I noticed. Um, a rhythmic pattern inside of it and I transcribed down this rhythmic pattern and uh, from that point on yeah we more or less developed a theme based on this uh, rhythm which is the um, yeah I think the the main theme for the whole um, it's the opening yeah yeah. and a lot of uh, themes that you will find within these five songs are derived from that simple uh, simple idea and that's also where the music uh, theory part in the law for the orchestra and uh, classical music comes uh, comes in where uh, yeah we really started to develop um, a motive or a riff into something that is more than just a, a loose loose riff which is working out nice but um, also works together in the context of uh, yeah music that lasts for half an hour something like this yeah I think. half an hour yeah uh, in this uh, in this theme you hear a couple of uh, well rhythmic ideas but also melodic that are uh, also recognizable throughout the rest of the EP, which is also, uh, well, which is of course uh, a major part in classical music, but also uh, if you listen to uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, there's uh, lots of themes that uh, just reoccur, but in a, different, uh, in a different perspective, in a different role, something like, um, uh, you know, another brick in the wall, yeah. like the, we don't need no education. Right. And at a certain point, uh, that melody becomes um, becomes a guitar riff, just this very heavy, low riff in a in, in a d- different part of a different song where there's another melody on top or right. a guitar solo or something like that. 
Oh, I love that. I love, I love when there, when, when albums actually um, indeed like have this flow. So this is an album where you should not be using the shuffle button. No, <laughs> definitely not. No, that's a big no-no. <laughs> yes, but, uh, uh, I, I don't know if that is true for all, all albums, but I, well, personally, I, I don't use a shuffle button because I, I, I feel that albums are arranged in a particular way. Uh, there's a, there's a particular uh, sequencing, and. Yeah, it's, it's good to know that there is also a reason for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's usually that the musicians think about it beforehand, just yeah. instead of just, here is two, here's 10 songs, we'll just, just play go it. nuts. <laughs> yeah, but with this one, I think you definitely get lost. If you just would start out on the third track, for example, Oh yeah, everything would be placed out of its context and the whole line uh, would be gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Um we take a short break. Uh, next one in the lineup is called The Sailing Sun. Yep. All right. Do you want to say something about it? Um, it I think it's the um, it's exactly as long as the last track, which is true. Crazy. True. Um, but it's the heaviest one too. All right. So uh, yeah, That's have fun. Enjoy. Turn it up.
was amazing. That was amazing. Thank you so much. That is the song, the Sailing Sun, from the EP Scope by the band Pacific Fuzz. Thank you so much, uh, Eric and Ian, for joining us in the studio today and really taking us through a detailed journey uh, to the sun and back. (laughs) 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 That is absolutely fantastic. And uh, during during the break, you were mentioning that um, Ian was working on like an orchestral version. Yeah, so since a year or four, I really started uh, enjoying um, especially orchestral uh, music. And when listening and jamming out to our songs, I really have the feeling that um, it would work fantastically together with an uh, orchestra. And uh, yeah, so nowadays I'm working on an orchestral version uh, of it with uh, us in, uh, as a combo in the middle and then uh, yeah, complete symphonic orchestra next to it and then uh, performing these songs uh, together with uh, with an orchestra and it's um it, yeah it's a hell of a work but uh, really fun and enjoying it's uh, definitely work is, uh, worth it cool work. Yeah. but you, oh, you didn't mean just the new ep you also meant the um the scope yeah uh, for um the main focus right now is the new ep that um, that i'm orchestrating but in the end when there's more time i really hope to do uh, songs as, uh, like sailing sun or um the poison as an orchestral version as well um, oh, as I eric w- mentioned with uh, some really nasty glissando strings and some heavy uh, low brass on the um, on the low end i oh, think yeah, that definitely. would work uh, yeah needless uh, with our music yep cool well, I, I i would definitely want to hear the sailing sun uh, orchestral version and nice that's gonna be i mean it, it's it's epic to begin with <laughs> oh that's fantastic that's so good to hear uh, thank you so much by the way for our audience this is uh student radio maastricht on rtu 107.5 fm my name is sham doing the tech and in the studio we have pacific fuzz um thank you so much again and it's a pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank it's you. lovely. <laughs> so when you when you compose your songs, your music, like you, men- you mentioned earlier for the EP Lighthouse, you already have like this this bigger plan. Uh, also, music wise, does your do your songs do they have like a structure, a specific structure? I think there is a a song structure that we would normally feel at ease with, which is like an intro and then the verse or two, um, end up with a chorus, repeat that process of verse and chorus, and then uh, go off into a bridge or some solo uh, sections. Yeah, the bridge can be a solo section uh, over something, uh, you know, material from earlier in the song, or it can be something completely different. Um, Usually in, uh, in, in, well, pop music, there's a, a, a bridge is relatively short. Yep. Uh, but we tend to just spin it out a little bit or do a jam and then eventually go back to the song structure. Um, but like Ian said, yeah, there's a structure when, where we feel at ease with, but uh, we've been experimenting uh, with, well, song structure um, more recently. For instance, um, well, there's a, well, that that's, you know, material that's kind of classified at this point. Uh, <laughs> no, it's still it's still new. We have a, a a big a big archive of songs we still need to work on, and the structures vary from well, like we just described, to one part song that is relatively small and um, soft, tender, and then just the second part is just very heavy, nasty, slow riff. All right, I like that. Yeah, like with, that, uh, yeah, it's it's you know stuff like that that gives um, I don't know that makes music interesting to listen to, but uh, it's also surprising because a, a lot of song structures, also the one we're familiar with, it it's very uh, um, I, sorry I can't find the word right now. Um, can, can we say it, predictable? Yes, or? thank you, Sean. <laughs> it's predictable, um, but 
if you don't know what's coming, you're more invested as well. True. So True. Yeah, yeah, we tend to experiment with that. And also within these sections, we uh, as well don't always know what will happen within this section, which is also a lot of fun for us as well while performing oh, yeah. these uh, things. Definitely, which um, keeps us developing these songs as uh, as well. Yep. But for the um, yeah lighthouse EP that is um, that is uh, coming, yeah, we already started with uh, some new song forms. ABA is one of these uh, things that we start to do more and more. I believe mm-hmm. this uh, this arc idea in, uh, inside of these uh, songs. But also one, yeah, just one sectional uh, things, especially in jams, because this is part of our process as well, right? When yep. we start working on these uh, on these songs, um, normally during a rehearsal, we would start off with a with a jam, on an idea, on a tonic, on a groove. Can be, be any silly little thing, uh, completely random. Like how do you? What did you eat for breakfast today, or something like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, set a scene and make something musical out of it. Cool. How do you? How how do I? Call this genre of music. I don't know if if, if musicians like the que- like this question. Um, but can I say this is fuzzy rock, or I don't know uh, how, how would you? Uh, it has some some elements of uh, you know psychedelic rock in it, but also uh, a bit more progressive uh, because we use longer song st- um, different song structures. Um, some parts they border on stoner, which is just slow, heavy, loud, uh, mostly riff based. Yeah. But we, you, um, especially in scope, but also in lighthouse, we try to actually make songs. Yep. So uh, something with um, clear lyrics, a chorus, which is so, uh, something that sometimes uh, is missing in the more progressive genres. It, it's it's always yeah. so hard to put a definitive label um, on top of yeah, something. Yeah, that, that, uh, that's why I was I was also wondering. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's somewhere on the on um, right. on on the um, boundaries of, I think yes, stoner, psychedelic, and uh, and prox somewhere uh, somewhere in between and shifting from yeah genre to it's, genre. It's a like this bit as big well. Venn diagram. So, There's tons of overlap, but also not everything from every genre is in there. Yeah, no, True. I mean it's it's also unique in its own way. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, that's hence, a nice compliment. Uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> and you've been teasing us about the coming up EP Lighthouse, and there's also something else coming up uh, this weekend. In fact, yes, this weekend on the museum night on Friday, April 14th, we are playing at the LBB at Lombau Belang um, around 11. Yeah, to, to it's get quite with, late. Um, yeah, but we like it late. Martin Sillen and um, Fix Kit. Fix Kit. Yeah, that's will be joining us for that night. All right. Yeah, so Good. it's going to be a, a, a long night full of music. So if you have, if you're tired of looking at art, come listening to some. Yeah. Yes, definitely, and then also check out the um, yeah one of the first uh, still of the first versions of the Lighthouse uh, EP, which is uh, definitely yeah yes. which will be performed over there. Definitely looking forward, and so we are we are. Slowly coming towards the end of this uh, of this fantastic journey um, slash episode. Uh, before we go, could you please uh, give a shout out about your your socials or where can the audience find you? Oh, definitely. Well, we are on uh, let's say Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, that kind of stuff. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Um, there is some exclusive content to be found on SoundCloud. Uh, just look us up and you can find the um, Scope EP, but also uh, Archives, which are just some jams we recorded during rehearsals, which is, like we just said, a part of our process, but sometimes an idea is so nice that it can be recorded on its own and just 
throw it out there. Um, we also have some acoustic snippet stuff coming up on our Instagram. Cool. And, of course, we are on Facebook. All right. All right. That's good to know. That's good to know. And, um, well, I think I think the place to be is Lan Bobelang uh, on the 14th. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, nothing beats nothing beats seeing the live performance. And if you're lucky enough, you can also meet the meet the band members uh, backstage or when the band members come front stage, as it is in LVB. I think that's one of the I best things about uh, LVB. It's it's great. The atmosphere is great, and there is no backstage. There is. <laughs> so <laughs> the artists just come into the room. It's wonderful. Yes. No, but I, I really like that because then you not only get to see the gig, but actually get to talk to the um, to the members, to the artists, and. Um, I just hang out, have a beer, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Something sure. Like that. I'll definitely be there. Cool. All right. <laughs> and we'll be leaving our audience with, uh, with the last track. Our last track is uh, Wanderer. All right. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Got love.